Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a lunch boy and a kitchen designer, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who has helped usher new life into the world, and a man who I'm guessing is going to be very sleepy and poor for the next 20 years. Well, every human, Will, how you doing? <laughs> Even d- doubly sleepy and doubly poor. Um, yeah, doing all right, mate, doing all right. Like, baby's healthy, mum's healthy. Not um, my mum's healthy, too. Not that that's what I was talking about, but uh, yeah, mother's healthy. Um and touch wood, sleep has been all right. Like nice, that's okay. you know, five not... days old, six days old. Uh, oh, let me let me do our maths. What's so Saturday? She was born Saturday morning, so five. yeah, it's be day number five. Yeah, yeah, five days old. Already cool, yeah. having a little good sleep. Yeah, had... We like to see it. We like to see it. We we do we do. We're we're hoping that this isn't going to be like a yeah all right, here's your here's your lot first week you can have a couple of good nights sleep and i'm going to be a demon for the rest of my life but yeah you can uh you can only uh take it as it comes can't you you can indeed on the back of that folks bear with us for the next few weeks while will's try to sort his life out in, <laughs> with regards to being a full-time working dad with two two kids you know one of them being gonna gonna go down to 15 minutes a week on the, on the podcasts <laughs> and the rest will just be you waffling on 15 minutes a week on the weeks we can do it as well because the <laughs> It's like fifteen minutes bi-weekly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fifteen. You get your fifteen minutes a month. If you want the other ten minutes, you got to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go straight into the hockey talk then, because there's a few bits to cover. Let me cast your mind. Let me cast your mind back, Will, in the in the way way back machine, when my esteemed colleagues and I. If you've been with us for quite a while, folks, my esteemed colleague and I, <laughs> our biggest disagreement ever on this show that led to. Not an argument, but words, was about Ryan Reeves giving Tom Wilson a cheap hit and how my argument was it's on the players to police the game because the considerably and all the time hilariously named Department of Player Safety, as I check my notes, is fucking useless. Will's point was the players shouldn't be taking the law into their own hands. And even though we disagreed at the time, and I think we probably will probably still disagree now, we got to the common ground that uh, the Department of Player Safety, as I check my notes again, is, yet yeah, fucking useless. I'll let you have a little quick, uh, little quick opinion on this before I jump in with my thing. What do you think? What, about the, about the Dops or specifically about the Wilson on Carlo thing? Let's, let's go both. Let's go both. So I think, I think seven games is fair play, to be honest. I, 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 don't, I don't hate it. Because as much as you know, I, want, I want Tom Wilson burned at the stake, if he even thinks about throwing a hit above above titty height like seven games for a geezer who hasn't actually been suspended for 18 months now is that right yeah uh, what whatever the yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been hey, suspended for mate, assault and battery for 18 well months done. like fucking what a legend well done what um, a hero he was he was on pace for the lady bing this year until this happened unfortunately <laughs> uh, lifetime achievement award <laughs> but it's like by by the by the rules that the NHL have set out and the players, Department of Player Safety have set out, he wasn't. Oh, I forget the word, but he's not like eligible for repeat offender status. Like he's aged out of being a repeat offender because he had technically cleaned his act up enough, like for long enough. So fair play, and to slap that on a seven game, seven game suspension on something that I think is a bad hit and an unacceptable hit, but I can see on this one why where people are making the argument that it's like an unfortunate hit or however you want to word it. To slap seven games, to me, is more than I would have expected from, from the Dobbs in this case. So credit where credit's due. 
take your hat off to him. I think they've done they've done a decent enough job this time. Um, in the heat of the moment, I was completely furious because I just I just don't like the guy. I don't you know. Oh yeah, yeah. call me a fucking crybaby, fucking whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Oh, I don't care. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think go back listen to I my rants when Wilson was going fucking nuts attacking everybody in sight I was saying the same exact thing then it's all on fucking tape you can go back listen to it uh, I don't like the guy and I would not cry at it if he got injured and left the game the, the, the game does not need Tom Wilson the game will not lose anything if Tom Wilson doesn't play this game anymore I, I don't care get him out I'm fine I'm fine with that however I do feel on this hit it wasn't as bad as I first thought it wasn't from behind. It was kind of side to side. The only thing he did really wrong was he kind of went in with his arms up. I think of his arm, not as in like kind of up in a kind of weird kind of position. If he'd gone up and it was just kind of a, a check, like it didn't look like a normal check to me. I think he's also kind of unlucky. This is where Bruins fans are going to probably come to my house and burn it down. I also think he's kind of unlucky <laughs> because Carlo's head does go down at the last second. I think if Carlos if Carlos head stays up, then I don't think the hit has any problem because it, Carlos head is then not going into the glass and causing the massive problem. And I think that seven games, yeah, is probably about right. My only my only issue with this is that, and this is something that I didn't really see anybody mention anywhere when talking about the hit, is that rules. For players, so there are, there are different rules for different players, and there are different rules for different players. I get that. Yeah, people are probably mad because this is Tom Wilson, but he's brought that on himself, and he's a dangerous player. He is a dangerous player, and he will take somebody out of their game for good. He absolutely will. He had a, he had a, a questionable hit, I think either t- like two or three games before against Pittsburgh, when he just smashed into some guy in, in the open ice and got done for. Wow, the fucking interference. Now, he got the guy in the chest or in the shoulder, but the puck was nowhere... And I can't remember who the Pittsburgh player was, but the puck was nowhere near him. And Wilson just True drills him. open ice interference. It's like, what What are you even doing? Yeah, why? Uh, what what do, is the point? What are you doing? Do you have no control over yourself? You can be a physically imposing player. And if this is his first infraction, you can let it go. You know, if this is fucking Jakob Rahner or something and Carlo gets injured, you're going to talk about the hit, but you say, all right, you know, maybe it's out of character. Maybe he's unlucky. But if you want to argue with me that he intentionally tried to hurt this player, I can believe that because that's just how he is. And we're not going to get into the whole thing again, but, and this was my point at the time, this is why players will take the law into their own hands. Because a guy like, because you see a guy like that on the opposite side of the ice and you're thinking, I better get to him first. I'd better make sure I injure him before he injures me. And this kind of, he's been good for 18 months is fucking hilarious. I mean, that is just insane. That's just insane. Because if it's me now, it's, it's, if it's me, right? And if I'm, if, if I'm the vengeful, spiteful human being that I can sometimes be, <laughs> the next time we play and he's playing, I'm going to say to one of my guys, just slew foot him as many times as you can. I don't even want him in the game anymore. He deserves it. Because because then you can go to Department of Play Safety and go, what's well, my first offence? So, you know, sorry, it's not my fault he ruptures ACL. That's not my fault. It's my first offence. You know, we just got caught up. What can I do? And then that, that then causes a the problem. And that's why DOPS makes me so mad because they make the game more dangerous by not 
taking harder stances on players who are repeat offenders, whatever the offence is. It's, yeah, it's, it's a rough thing. And I think when you combine the fact that it's Wilson with the nature of this hit, yeah, like you say, if it was Verana, if it was like any other kind of player who doesn't have that kind of history, you could almost read it more of a bit of an accident. But we've seen these pseudo-accidental hits from Tom Wilson before, like yeah. that one on... Um, Oh, I can't remember the New Jersey player's name. I can't remember. I can't remember what his name was. Um, where he just like cracks him from behind. The blindside hit on Oscar Sungfist. Like he has done this so many times, where it's just there's almost an art to it where he just clips the head, just about clips the head. And yeah, Carlo lowers his head at the last minute, so there is an element of unluck there. But fucking hell, mate, he's just coming like a freight train, coming in like a fucking freight train. And he knows that Carlo's got his, yeah, got his shoulder side onto him. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if it is a shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder hit, guaranteed Brandon Carlo smacks his head into the glass. And then we're probably still having the same conversation about, fuck, Brandon Carlo's got brain leaking out of his ears. But oh, it's, a, it's a clean hit because it was shoulder-on-shoulder, shoulder, so it's absolutely fine. Like, that's fucking chill. But, yeah, same same difference, same difference. And, yeah, I think the the reason I'm happy with seven games is because I was expecting so much less out of the Department of Player Safety. I think... You know what I mean? I do think what aided them in making that decision was the fact that the Bruins had to send Carlo to hospital. If he'd have just skated off the ice and then come back on in the third period because he was, you know, because he was trying to be, you know, the good, the good team boy and all that kind of thing, I don't think it would have got that amount of press. And I also think on the back of that, because of the amount of press it got immediately, everybody jumped on it immediately and was saying, I mean, lots of people were saying, okay, this is it, you know, like, what is he doing? He's gone too far. Typical Tom Wilson again. And I think to avoid a kind of backlash against the Department of Player Safety, they sort of made a, I guess, I guess kind of made an exception because the, the, the final ruling is it's, it's a suspension for boarding. Which I think it's the this is the biggest suspension for boarding ever. I think I'm sure I've, I've read all the sorry. Jesus, it's the biggest suspension I think for boarding when the players are essentially face to face, not you know from behind because obviously there's been loads of bad calls. Yeah, not straight into the numbers kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think still they haven't they haven't even classed it as a legal check to the head, which is mad in its own right. It's so crazy that if you basically flick. A player's little finger before you smash him in the face. It's like, well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the main, the main point of contact. And <laughs> what does it matter? I don't understand. What does it matter if that's not the main point of contact? You can still target a head without hitting the head first. Players who want to be dirty are just going to be smarter about it. If I was Tom Wilson, I'd be thinking, well, as long as I just graze his chest first, I can fucking lift my shoulder up and get him under the chin. Easy. That's, that sounds great. As the video shows, the principal point of contact was in fact the spear to the gut first, then the knee-on-knee collision second, and finally the uh, open fist with a key fob between his fingers <laughs> to the head third. Therefore, it is merely a, uh, a $12,000 fine, the highest available uh, by the CBA for uh, spearing. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Brandon Carlo's like fucking Patrice Bergeron's uh, doing a Zoom call about the suspension from Brandon Carlo's fucking funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it's it's just too much. It's too much. And like I said, the amazing thing was 
was that people put out on a few people put on Twitter, which Shinsuke included. I'm not I'm not singling Greg out, but he was the most sort of high profile person who tweeted this, but said that well after his four team against suspension last time, Wilson cleaned his act up. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He cleaned his act up last time because Ryan Reeves illegally checked him from behind and he smashed his face into the ice. And as I said, you could see it in his face walking off going, oh, this is what this feels like. Wow, this is horrible. Maybe I won't do this anymore. So I don't want, I don't want that to happen to me ever again, so I better yeah, stop doing it to other people. That's terrible. And that, that's, this he, is the uh, issue now. This is the issue is the the league wants to promote this game and keep it all safe and blah, blah, blah. Yet the next time the Bruins and the Caps play, there's going to be a fight and it's going to get nasty. Like It will get nasty. Players are going to try and slew foot and spear and all the horrible that will cause i mean serious serious like slew footing is the worst it's absolutely horrific because you can absolutely ruin someone's career because like i say you fucking slew foot somebody and they blow out their mcl or mcl or anything like that they're, they're done Crack like, the back of the head done. on the eyes like yeah and it's just going to get nasty and then we're going to get into the whole and then it's going to be oh well can you believe this player did this and then the next game there'll be retribution again because fighting now doesn't it doesn't solve it. I don't care what you say. Like yes, you know Tom Wilson got in a fight later on. Who fucking cares? That's not going to solve it anymore. It's not the same because the the players aren't there to fight like they used to, and I, I don't think a fight anymore is what sort of matters in this in this scenario. Because you're looking at a guy in the hospital bed thinking, well, I had a fight, so I guess that makes it all right then. Don't I don't think players they think did like bad. That. They had two fights this time, so it's doubly fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right, actually. Yeah, there was two fights. You're right. That's that's mental, and and, and that that's such a weird one because it's like the the more I more I watch hockey, the less I'm about the fighting. But part of it is like, especially that Trent Frederick one at the end. It's like fucking go on, go on, Tito, go on, Sam, <laughs> fucking fucking kill him. Like it's it's just like the 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 sheer. A pantomime of it, like Jared had already got you know got his ounce of ounce of flesh, his pound of flesh, as as is allowed by the code. And then Trent Frederick was like, "Nah, fuck that! I want to kill him too." It's like fucking power to you, little man, power to you. That's magic, brought up Trent Frederick because I had a I had a question about because they played, I think either the day after we recorded last time or something like that, and Trent Frederick went after Ovi. Do you think? <laughs> I know. I mean, why? Fucking, fucking insane. Well, somebody, somebody you, sent you us a tweet. After you? Somebody, somebody sent us a tweet saying, "What's worse for Frederick, the fact that Ovi wouldn't fight him, or the spear <laughs> in the balls?" Well, I can confirm that I'd rather not be kicked in the balls over deciding to not fight half man, half bear. Like the spear in the balls is way worse than not fighting somebody because <laughs> that's just horrific. Yeah. Especially where, like, in what in what moronic world does Trent Frederick think that Ovi would waste his time with him? Like, I know, I know. Just, some, I mean, like, some Frederick's already rookie. Yeah, Frederick's already ingraining himself to the Bruins fans because he's doing that blue collar thing. He's going out, putting a shift in, getting in a few fights. Bruins fans are already all over him. They already love him. But and this was kind of the question: like, do you think certain players, like legendary players? should be afforded that respect of, well, I'm not going to fight Ovi. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's, um, I think it was Sean Avery, boo, who, yeah. there's this, this classic story, I think it is Sean Avery. He, 
yeah, he was he was trying to chirp when he was a, a rookie oh, with the Red Wings. Yes, I know you mean. He was on, yeah on the on the bench trying to chirp Joe Sakic. And Brett is it's in that um, early two thousands era where the Red Wings basically had every man and his dog who was thirty plus and ever won an individual award. Brett Hull just like yanks him down by the fight strap and is like, "You don't talk to Mister Sakic like that." It's yeah. Like, yes. Don't like. I don't think. I don't think if you're if you're an established player of any of any regard let alone a, a mega star like Ovi you shouldn't have to fight some some kid who's like getting a boner over the fact that he's got the spoke B on his chest so he's like oh I better be fucking Cam Neely and beat people up because I'm really fucking cool mate it's like <laughs> yeah Ovi Ovi shouldn't have to do that it's like it's like Chara shouldn't have to fucking fight anyone for A for you know like humanitarian reasons and B yeah. because someone no I, I've got fucking Fight, fighting in this day and age is for fucking mugs. You know what I mean? It's like, right, I can't do dick all else. I, I literally cannot play hockey at an NHL standard. So I've got to be, I've got to play the popularity card and fight some other mug who cannot play hockey at an NHL standard. And I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for my 700 grand a year instead of the 770k I'd make in the AHL. That's all. It, that's all it is. It's all it is now, and it's, it's fucking moronic. Yeah, you're right. I, I was. I was very surprised. I mean, the, the stupid thing is as well. The last guy who went after Rovi got knocked the fuck out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it like, as well. What are you thinking? <laughs> it's the last time I was trying to fight Sid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a fair chance Obi's going to knock you the fuck out and you're going to miss five games because you've got a concussion. Like, what are you doing? Don't do it. There's yeah. no need. The, the, only, the only reason Obi said no is because he didn't want to have to send like a, a flower arrangement to his mum. <laughs> yeah. Obi's smart enough to not sorry. go to jail for murder. He's got a hockey career to think about. <laughs> Dear Mrs. Frederick, sorry I sparked your son on national television. Signed, <laughs> the great eight. Signed the one punch man. <laughs> Sorry, spit take. That's a, that's that's, a, that's Kevin Bexa, isn't it? Yeah, you might be right actually. Oh, You're dropping those fucking Superman punches, Jesus! I know. There's some players, like oh, you say, man. there are some players who are just okay. You just don't fight them. You just don't. You don't even. You don't even look at them. Like you don't even give them the fucking stink eye or anything. You just go about your business. Hello, Mister Ovechkin. I'll see you later. <laughs> that's it. You don't. You know what are you doing? It's like, would, would Frederick try and fight Ryan Reeves? I doubt it. Would he, dude? He's already made. He's already got this reputation of being this fucking nutcase who'll go after anybody. Yes, he will try and fight Ryan Reeves if it comes. Of course, he will. Right. He's already if, fighting. If he does. He's having a fight play. every game, basically. Jesus Christ! And this, this is what we're spending first round picks on now, is it? Like... I know. Yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> apparently so. Fair, fair play, mate. If it, if it sells tickets in the future, then fair enough. I I get it. And maybe, hey, maybe that's this is the thing. Like the people keep talking about, like toughness in the league and all that kind of thing. And if you look at the last, not even the last three cup winners, the last six finalists after the Pittsburgh, after Pittsburgh won it back to back, all the talk was your team has got to be small and fast. They've got to be small and fast. That's how you win. Cue the next six finalists. Boston, St. Louis, Washington, Vegas, Tampa, Dallas. Is that the next is that the next six finalists? I think I've got that right. Uh yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. 
they were all teams that had big bruising players on them who could hit the fuck out of you. And I think now we're going a bit back the other way in that kind of, when it comes to the playoffs, you've got to be physically imposing and dirty and tough and and all that kind of thing and, and be proper greasy in areas and all that shit. And I, I just wonder if some of these younger players are already, a guy like Trent Frederick, who's not blessed with, you know, he's not the fucking reincarnation of Steve Eisman or something. He He's... He's thinking, well, I can offer something, and I've now got, I've now got to offer this as well. And I think, you know, like Curtis Gabriel as well. Like we said, Curtis, you messaged me the other day, like Curtis, Curtis Gabriel getting in a fight with Ryan Reeves, and he's already fucking, he's chirping players like before that. He's getting into fights like <laughs> two seconds into the game because he's just chirping the shit out of players, and he's on a Sharks team that isn't very good, and he's trying to make a name for himself. And that's like you say, it's moronic. Like that's how he thinks he has to do it to get into the game. As much as we love Curtis Gabriel, social social justice warrior in yeah. the most uh, uh, commandeering of a uh, that's not the right word complimentary of terms. Yeah, yeah. We, we love Curtis Gabriel, but throw, throwing your fists for a living, mate. Yeah, become a become a boxer. Take the skates off. Come on, let's let's not, yeah, let's there not are, mess around. There are li- there are there are literal professional jobs where you can do that and not have to skate as well you know you can you want to go and fight somebody you can't just do that it's fine you know you can train and do that for, for reals you don't have to get on the ice to do it oh dear Shut anyway up. Tom Wilson Saturday of affairs what's that yeah fucking yeah. fuck off alright start the show oh right there We are going to be dating soon, people. Lockdown will be ending as soon as you know it. Vaccinations are happening. People are getting out there again. When you're going on your date, make sure you've been manscaped because first date, it's all nice and then she pulls down your trousers and oh God, what's that? (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) we know what we're talking about. It is Manscaped. Use the code BRITS to get 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. That's BRITS. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. They have just launched in the UK, still available worldwide, of course, but people have gone for years without using the right tools for the job. And you can be one of the first men in England to experience the life-changing products. As I mentioned last time, we've all been there before. You are trying to trim your neat and tidies and you catch yourself. But that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The engineering team has perfected the greatest trimmer ever created. It is the Lawn Mower 3.0. There is a cutting edge ceramic blade. You can use it in the shower. It has a torch on it so you can see what you're doing. It is a premium, premium product, as I've explained before. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with a quiet stroke technology. And if you're listening to me right now, I want you to experience this firsthand. So when you get back out there, you get in the dating game again. Hey, even if you're not dating again, you're good lady. Maybe you're a good lady sick and sick of looking at that hairy bush down there. Get it nice and clean. Get it trimmed. 20% off, free shipping with the code BRITS at manscaped.com and as always sponsored by wave intel any data you need any hockey team goalies defensemen forwards you want to compare players you want to compare teams see how they're doing there are gm models on wave intel get on there their data is super easy super clean to read get on it impress your friends learn some stats it can help you be very angry at your team or appreciate your team and maybe also appreciate certain players find out why luke glenn denning is an absolute rock star 
Wave and Tell online and on Twitter, being smart so you don't have to. Check out Three Men and Their Babies podcast at men underscore babies on Twitter. And of course, we are everywhere you can listen to podcasts. iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Smart Speakers, Christ. Anywhere you can think of listening, we will be there. And if you can leave a review on it wherever you listen, helps us a lot. Cheers, folks. Your first stars of the week this week are, I think his name is Mark Stowe, something like that, and Dr. Claudia. Okay, and this is where I hope I get the name right. Uh, <laughs> Mejia? Mejia? I don't know. I'm sorry, Claudia. I'll hey, call you Dr. Hey, Claudia. I'm sorry. I can't pronounce that last name because I'm English and, you know, we're just not very diverse over here. But uh, Dr. Claudia specializes in health intervention services with the mission of providing quality health care and support to Southern Nevadans in low income communities. She has been uh, she's been ringing around families, making sure everything's okay, providing them with PPE, uh, uh, coordinating ride chairs to appointments, work with volunteers and pharmacy departments for prescriptions, deliveries and collaborating with medical and operational teams to get a telemedicine program off the ground. Dr. Claudia, you are a legend. Fucking big up Dr. Claudia, doing it properly. There we go. All right. The second casualty of the managerial North Division has already struck as Jeff Ward leaves the post and the Jolly Rancher himself, Daryl Sutter, steps in. This one came out of a... I mean, not not the sacking of Jeff Ward because... I think the night before last, Calgary were the sixth team in the North Division, which is insane. But kind of surprising that Daryl Sutter stepped back into the mix. I, th- I think it's surprising that Jeff Ward got sat too, because I didn't know Jeff Ward was the coach of the Calgary Flames. So both aspects <laughs> of this has come as a massive shock to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking who? Yeah. Who's that guy? Who is he again? Oh, oh all right. <laughs> I believe it. I thought. I think Jeff Ward is just a. He's got an earpiece in it. It's still Bill Peters from uh, from fucking Siberia. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean Jeff Ward came in in like a kind of how do we say inopportune time, shall we? <laughs> Where uh, <laughs> he was kind of called on at kind of a short notice, like, "Hey, Jeff, could you just quickly uh, jump in here and do a solid?" Yeah, all right, go on then. Like getting a. a- I assume bang average no name coach in to try and do something with a bang average no name squad like that's not really not going to take him to the next level are you? No, and as as we said with the but, with Julian the other week, the North Division, you, you, I think you're going to see one. I can't believe I can't believe there's not. We'll get onto Daryl sort of again in a sec, but I can't believe this hasn't happened already in Vancouver. I just cannot. Yeah, that, that's mental. Because like, to be fair, the Canucks are ahead of ahead of the Flames in a yeah, only by games played, really. But still, it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, the most surprising thing about Daryl Sutter coming back in is that Travis Green and Jim Benning are both still in jobs. It's got nothing to do with Calgary. I, I feel like Daryl Sutter coming back like is it is surprising that he hasn't come back yet. If he was going to come back anyway, you know what I mean. Because he's he's always been a name that's been out there ever since he left the Kings. No, you're right. But it's not, and especially after he left that, uh, he had like an advisory role with the Ducks. But he's always been out there, just as any any named coach is out there. But it just feels a bit weird that he's suddenly like right back to back to the Flames. But he he's an Alberta guy, isn't he? Yes, and he was, and he'd obviously been with the Flames before and got them to a yeah a cup final and stuff. So. I guess they're looking. Maybe that's what drew him back. Maybe he was just thinking, well, unless Calgary comes back and I'm not, I'm not really that bothered. 
maybe there's something about that and so you know, seeing a team yeah maybe seeing a team he has an affinity with that are kind of shitting the bed currently sort of drew him back into into wanting to do it full time dude and, i and mean thank god he does well, thank god he does want to do it full time now because he's turned that squad around in in no you know, in, in no short time really <laughs> yep Gone from beating being beaten by the centers five one to only being beaten by four three. So fucking happy days. Happy His days. fingerprints are all over it already. Will you can see it already? <laughs> like, speaking of fighting, that first uh, no, not the first one in the, in the Flames Oilers game. I watched a bit of that uh, for some reason. I was awake at three in the morning. Who's to say why? Um, and mate, everyone on that Calgary team was like, right, I want to get, I want to get my knuckles broken tonight, <laughs> just to, just to impress Dad. Like, yeah. I'm so, I reckon if I'd have watched enough of it, I'd have seen Johnny Gaudreau trying to go at fucking Donnell Nurse or somebody. Oh, Christ, it is. He's already. Uh, he the, the pictures came out, didn't they? From the from the morning skates, he's already got them bag skating for like half an hour, and and you know what though? Maybe, maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's what they need. That's what maybe that's what some teams need nowadays. I get it. You go on, you know, you you go on Instagram. You take pictures of this, take pictures of that. You can play your video games, do all the shit. But when you come to work, it's time to fucking work. And what else are you going to do with that squad? You, you can't just swap them all out. Like we said before, it's not footy. You can't just go and basically buy your brand new team if you've got the money to do it. The players you've got, especially this year, the players you've got are the players you've got. And barring the odd little thing here or there, you ain't changing it around. So what can you do? All you can do is maybe try and work a bit harder. That, that's it. Absolutely. And when you're looking at like a relatively thin squad talent-wise, I can understand. You know, I think this is one of the few examples of where you kind of want to bring in an old-school mentality coach, you know, uh, all, uh, all physical and mental abuse aside, and just say, right, we're coming in. If you want to play for my hockey club, you're going to work your fucking ball bag off. And that's the only way you're getting into the squad. Because you, you're not going to be able to find that extra gear of talent, necessarily. Like, Johnny Gaudreau is playing perfectly well, as well as he has done recently. Like, Mac Chuck's still still doing a job on that. But, like, down the line up, they ain't going to compete with your Oilers, your your um, your Leafs and that. Even, hell, like, top of the line up, I wouldn't say they compete with the Canucks and, and that, like. They are missing that next level. So yeah, to bring in a Daryl Sutter type to just say, look, the only way we're going to win is by by outworking the other team. Fair play, I get it. I don't, I don't normally agree with that sort of assessment of how to run a hockey club in in the um, most ideal scenarios. But yeah, if you, it's, it's a bit like the Allies thing, isn't it? This, this is this is like getting Big Sam in to squeeze them into the playoffs, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, they've got Sutter in to avoid relegation. Never been relegated, you know, Will, with Daryl Sutter. <laughs> no, not even once. No, not yeah. even once has he been relegated, yeah. which is impressive. Very impressive. He's tied for first overall with fewest re- relegations. In it's very impressive. Very, you know, have such a long career as well. And dude, I get it. Like, I get, I, I understand, but the people age and everything. I, you know, Father Time's undefeated and all that. He looked fucking <laughs> old, dude. He looked old. Oh, I mate, he does. We looked old before. And then I, I, know, I saw some little inf- infographic who's still not even the oldest coach in the league. It's like, fucking, Rick Bonus is out here looking like he's like 52, fresh off of like the fucking, I don't know, some, the biggest sale of his life. <laughs> like, sold a yacht to somebody. <laughs> and Daryl Sutter's looking like he's 
Oh, I don't want to be too horrible to him. You might come and fucking drop a tractor on me. An old farm. An old farm. He look. He looks like an old farmhand. Like that is what he looks is like. He, <laughs> I, I he looks why. like a guy who works on a farm for eight hours a day every day. That's what he looks like. That's what he is. <laughs> and I like, power to him, but why? Why should he's got to be minted? Absolutely minted. Especially if he's inherited like farm money as well, because like farmers are fucking minted. But in general, slap on some NHL coaching money on top of that. And he's he's out here like fucking hand hand tilling the fields. <laughs> what are you fucking doing, you crazy old bastard? Oh, dude, dude looks old. He looks so old. It was interesting though. Is that when I before we discussed uh, before uh, I decided we we're going to discuss, I thought I'll just check their stats because I thought, well, maybe there's like underlying numbers that show where Calgary have been terrible. There's really nothing there. It's really interesting. Like normally if a coach gets fired, you look at the stats, you're like, okay, like, you know, they give up this many chances or their expected goals is that there's nothing really that's blindingly terrible. None of it's great, but they don't seem to give up too many shots. They create plenty of high danger chances. The goalies are doing fine, I guess. It just, like I said, it just seemed to be a simple fact of the players just don't seem to be delivering at the right time. It's, it's, it's strange and, and like the same issue with the Habs really. You know, they improved in a few areas in the off season, spent some money and then it's just not worked out. And then like we like we said, what are you gonna do? You can't get a whole new team in. Maybe a different voice in the room fixes it. Yeah, makes sense to me. Like I I kind of don't understand why they uh why they go for Sutter over anyone else necessarily. But maybe he was the only one who would come in on such short notice and say, you know, right, you know I, I can imagine that your Bedros and your Gallants would be like, mm, don't really fancy half a season in Calgary and then getting canned again when uh, Trilliving gets canned. So I'll uh, I'll see you later for now. Or maybe they're holding out for Seattle. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I reckon once that Seattle job gets settled, it'll be right. Where, where else can I go sort of thing? Yeah, like I said, Gerard Gallant, captain expansion. He's off to Seattle, I reckon. Has uh, no, 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 no. What? I don't. I don't. Just like I don't. I don't. I don't think he will. Why would I you do. go back to back expansion teams? I just don't. Because he had success the first time. He had success. He made it a success. <sighs> and Seattle, if they're looking at it and they're thinking, who can we get in to hopefully guarantee immediate short term success for this new franchise? How about a guy who's already done it? And then they can go to Glant and say, what will it cost to make sure of that success? And he can say, well, a truckload of money. And they'll go, all right then. There you go. Match made in heaven. I just don't think... I don't think he'll want to be like... Um, what's the word? Sort of a pigeonholed. It's just the expansion guy. Why would you Why would you want to do that to yourself? All right. <laughs> I say being on like being on two expansion teams is hardly pigeonholing the guy. There's only two. Him, there's only been two be. in the past right, so, many years. Yeah, and he's he's he'll have been the coach of both of them. And before that, he was a geezer who had to get his own taxi because he got got the got the bin. Like it's, he's not helping himself, is he? I guess not. But yeah, that's who I that's who I can see doing it. And I wonder if Sutter as well. I I I wonder what he's getting paid. I wonder if that's got something to do with it. Times are tight, the money's <laughs> tight. Maybe he said, "Well, yeah, all right, I'll come and do it because I love Calgary at kind of a cheaper rate." Maybe they're thinking, "Oh, we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to spend four million a year to get a coach or something." 
and sort of gone, yeah, I'll do it for two. So they've gone, oh, okay, then, yeah. All right, that works. Yeah, that works. So, I don't know. Maybe that's got something so to do with in, it. So in on 80 grand a year with the promise that if he makes the playoffs, they buy him a new combine harvester. <laughs> so They're going to build a him a new contract. barn. <laughs> he's on a temp contract. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't in, uh, announced him as interim coach or whatever. <laughs> he's got to send off his timesheet every week to the head office to get paid. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, you never know. You never know. Pierre Lebrun was uh, talking on some show the other day saying that there are lots of GMs who have been told, okay, we're in a playoff position, but you are not spending any more money. Any trade you get or any trade you want to make before the deadline, it's going to have to be you're saving money on that trade. Do not sign a player who's costing us more money, even if you've got cap space. Like That's how tight times are, dude. I don't know. That's, that's mad to me. It is mad. It is mad. But makes sense yeah. though, doesn't it? I was gonna leave this till next week, but I guess now we can I guess we'll just quickly jump into this. But the NHL's negotiating new deals and looks like ESPN are gonna have some uh, chuck a bunch of money at the at the NHL. And also another unnamed to be decided T V sort of rights holder will also get NHL games, so I guess they're going to be looking forward to that. And maybe, just maybe, we'll see the salary cap move up about 55 quid or something. I mean, hell, all jokes aside, if ESPN get involved, that'll, that'll be quality from from my understanding of it. Yeah. And it sounds like that's pretty much a done deal. You know, you've got Chris Johnson reporting that and he's pretty, he's about as in, in the know as you can get really with this sort of stuff. Yeah, you're not going to I, report um, that unless you know. You would you would never dare. Nah, def- definitely not. It's meant to be like a seven-year deal. Yeah. I just think that ESPN will handle it much better than NBC have. Oh, if gotcha. they're going to commit for seven years, that they're going to do it properly, I think. Yeah, for sure. At least, at least for the first couple of years, and then if they get nothing back on it, then they might let it slip to. Until they get ESPN, bored of it. The, eight, the Ojo. Yeah, well, exactly. But but then that's going to be a question of what the NHL does in in return for ESPN sort of thing. Because if they put a bunch of money into advertising and promoting it, etc. And then it still does dick all. You're probably just going to think, well, don't put any, we've, we've already sunk however many million into getting the rights. Don't spend any more money. What would be good for us as well is, is if it's on ESPN, we can maybe get games on Disney+. Plus. Oh, mate, imagine. Hey, think about that. I'm about to be right. Come on, fucking sign me up, mate. Sign me up. The, the, the one thing they need to do more than anything is learn how to fucking stagger games properly. Like, what? Why? <sighs> Why on a Saturday are there eight games at seven o'clock? Why? It's fucking insane. What one game at five thirty, one game at three, uh, and yeah, one one at one that nobody wants to fucking watch. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, it's always the game at one is you know it's it's Ottawa versus Detroit. Oh, thanks, great, <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> fucking cool. guess. Yeah, very. People very are not around cool. Detroit yeah, don't want to watch that game, let alone people who are not in those <laughs> markets. That's another reason why they're putting it on. <laughs> yeah, fair point. But yeah, just you know, have a fucking mid little mid cheeky midday kickoff like soccer Saturday or something. Oh, beautiful little cheeky like because that'd be like five o'clock for us. That'd be awesome. Disney Plus. Oh, beautiful. But then, but then the argument against that has always been it's it's not even pushed back from the league. It's pushed back from the players. Like they, I know, but they are used hell. to playing in the evening sort of thing. But oh I God, say fuck shut em. up. <laughs> I say fuck them. It's not fair. Like, I get paid all this money and I've got to play five hours earlier. <laughs> what, are you, what are you even doing on that day? What are you, what are you, 
Well, you get you get getting up at ten, and then like, mate, fucking the, the obsession with naps in this league, I don't fucking get it. Like, <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I mean? I've got to have a nap before I play. What? What do you? What do you mean? You have to have a nap before you play? <laughs> oh, that's Are the bigger issue. Three years old. It's, I, I, I just don't get it. I've, I've never heard of a professional athlete needing a fucking nap. Oh, Tiger Woods is uh, going to be, you know, starting the back nine a bit late because he had to go for a kip because he's all he's all tuckered out. Tiger, Tiger's a bad example because he definitely would be tuckered out from all the shagging he was doing. But absolutely, um, and carrying that hog yeah, around I'm... in his pants all day. Jesus, <laughs> that's that's what his caddy's for, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fair point. Oh, I love that so much. You're so true. You're so true. It's like, Gary, right, start the, uh, the games early, then you don't need a fucking nap. Yeah. Gary, the think about this. What's even better than having a pre-game nap? Finishing the game early, and then you've got the rest of the rest of your day to yourself. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it's like a cheeky half day from work. What's better than that? Say, <laughs> you sell it as like a two o'clock finish on a Friday to the, to the NHLPA. <laughs> <laughs> NHLPA, right? Think about this. Two words. Long weekend. Boom. <laughs> Think about that. Have it, lads. Have it, lads. Mate. Think about this, lads. Been... Ten AM start on a Friday. Basically a three day weekend. What are we doing? <laughs> Without a doubt, you're not you're not playing again until Monday. Monday seven seven PM. Think about all the oh. cheeky little koozies you can have. Mate, you could be you could be gassed off of the koozie flakes. No no question about it. Oh, Ain't God. No, I love you, no. I love um, I love like Fox or somebody going to Batman a few years ago before the NBC deal saying, Gary, okay, we like the idea of having games at sort of 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Like, we you know, we have a game every... So every hour, you could pick up a new game. So you've got eight games in the day on a Saturday. And Gary goes, how much are you going to offer for that? And Fox are going, well, it's, it's 500 million a year. I mean, your your salary cap could increase to 140 million. You could have bigger rosters, more money for players, everything. Gary goes, wow, brilliant. And then Bill Daly goes, what about the naps? And Gaz goes, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, sorry, forget it. We can't do that. We can't do that. The players sometimes get a bit sleepy. <laughs> it's in the CBA. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Paragraph 7, subsection 2, having a snooze. <laughs> the, the original CBA was actually just a collective bedtime agreement. <laughs> there you People, go. he's had a baby right. they say he's tired i'll tell you what he is not tired boy is on point on point i love it it's, it's why it's why i'm banging on about his nap so much i'm, I'm just fuming it's all right <laughs> yeah. i can't have a nap you're fucking livid why you, three-day why weekend are you, are you fucking kidding I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be fucking tired and poor for the next 20 years you motherfuckers <laughs> you can't you can't you know Start start a game at midday because you're pissed off about not having a nap. When I can get up early, stay up all night with the baby, and then rant about you not playing a game at midday without having a nap, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Uh, I got to mention the. Uh, did you see the the penguins photoshopping masks onto fans? <laughs> yes, I did. I did, and and and, and that's a weird one, isn't it? Because like. You you'll never know how much of that is. There's there's layers to it. So if we work backwards. How much of it is them trying to make their organisation and their fans look better, or how much of it is this like a public service announcement kind of thing of like, look, we don't want to advertise that we think it's okay to not wear masks. But then if you take yeah. it back even further, 
Well, you've got 1,800 people in the building when you normally manage 20,000 and you can't ensure that they're wearing masks properly. Well, have you got like three ushers about, have you? Is that, is that what they yeah, say? you're like right. Three fucking stewards. You're right. So, come on. And they, and they it's said... It's a base failure. And the penguin said, oh, well, you know, the person who did it has been disciplined. And I'm thinking, well, what about his <laughs> <Disciplined>. manager? <laughs> what about fucking security? Like a security not walking around making sure people have got their masks on. What? Why the, not? The intern who did the photoshopping, that's where the buck stops. Apparently, oh, he shouldn't dude, have done shit that, rolls mate. downhill. Shit rolls downhill. Fucking hell, mate. That's, me- that's mental. Kids are kids... Like kid's gonna lose his job because because he photoshopped a picture. <laughs> Why is I don't, I don't even I don't even hate the picture itself, the photoshopped picture, whatever. It's the fact that he had to do it, or he or she had to do it. Like yeah, they got told to. Hey. Do it. And it's it's been a problem all not even just the Penguins all year. Every single game you watch, you do the cut to the fans after a after a penalty, after a goal, whatever it might be. Guarantee every single person that you see in that shot, you've got an exposed nose, you've got it hanging around the chin, you've got it whatever. Like, it's it's embarrassing. The Penguins are getting the forefront of it because of this um, photoshopped picture, but it really should be every single team in the league that has fans in the stands at the moment should be taking a brunt of this because it's, it's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable, especially where you're trying to be at the forefront of having... You know, uh, members of the public at your event and you can't even control it in that way when we're meant to be super vigilant on it let alone six months down the line where it's much more relaxed and then we're going to be having people in there with fucking no masks on and shit like that and say ah it's all right i took his temperature and it was only 42 so it'd be fine it's fine it's thing, you can't even you can't even manage less than 10 percent of what you'd normally do fucking exactly it's ridiculous and the thing is as well, like, if you're going to Photoshop masks onto people, why not go the whole hog and, like, Photoshop them all in individual hazmat tents or something like that? <laughs> Just go for it. Fuck it. I'm Photoshopping. Let's put some dinosaurs in the picture in a spaceship. Okay, let's make it, let's make it fun. <laughs> it's like, have you, have you never been on the internet before? Like, it doesn't matter how good your Photoshop is, there's somebody out there who's better at Photoshop than you are and will notice it and expose you for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking hell! Just mad! Just mad! Okay. Fucking embarrassing. We've got to talk. We've got to talk about uh, Matt Barzell's goal. Jesus! Is, yeah, it was right, wouldn't it? We don't normally. Could he? It, it takes a lot for us to talk about individual goals on here because it's just you know I get it. It's you know players score goals all the time, but phew, that was fucking insane. Could he have been going any faster? Is the thing for me because like I, th- I think we've said before between the legs goals, yeah, very cool, but they're not the holy grail that they once were, I don't think. It feels like most players in, in the game can pull that trick off now. Yeah, most, But to do it at such speed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying fucking uh, Trent Frederick can do it. But uh, <laughs> the, real, the real hockey players can do it. <laughs> to, to be tearing in at such speed and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to crack it out and I'm going to do it and I'm going to score. Fucking hats off to you, Matty Barzell. Fucking incredible. And he almost, he almost couldn't, that's the thing, because he was going so fast, he almost went too fast to actually get the shot off. Once he went through his legs, he was going so fast, he kind of whiffed, and it just kind of slid in, which made it look better. But that's how fast he was going, was that normally you do it, and you kind of, you do kind of flick it up when you're doing it. But it didn't, it just kind of skidded along the ice, which made it look even better, because he was going so fast. 
Yeah, did he? Did he go five hole in the end? No, no, no. It went to uh, went to the keeper's left. Yeah, just kind of crept again. Yeah, because post. Like you said, normally you lift it and it goes goes top corner, doesn't it? But yeah, it's yeah. Just, just a little, like he almost like he deked it around him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, dude, fucking Islanders, and- man. Islanders are a problem at the moment, dude. They are playing so fucking good. They just, they just always are, though. That's what this is. This is the reality of the Islanders. Like they shouldn't be an issue for these teams, but they just are somehow. And just insane. to just to click back on that goal, the Vernon Rasmus Ristolainen oh, goes mate. for an absolute tumble while he's oh, doing mate. it. It's like, mate, I'm, I'm taking taking your last man out, and now I'm just going to mug your goalie off. See you later, Buffalo. Oh, it's so bad. They should, the Sabres should start next year with uh, points deducted as if they're involved in a match-fixing scandal, but just for like a, a punishment for embarrassing the NHL. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some match-fixing or tampering going on because they lost They lost to the Islanders 5-2, two games in a row. Oh, come on, that's a bit... Uh, you're telling me there's not been a cheeky wager on that? <laughs> come on, mate. What's your name again? It's Hayla Tall. Okay, Hayla. What you watch? What's your, I'm going to put 75 grand on the Islanders to win five two tonight. Okay, Hayla, no problem. That's a bet made. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so blatant that it might as well have been Rasmus Ristolainen, and he took a dive on that Barzell, <laughs> that Barzell goal, just threw himself on the floor, and it'd be the perfect plan because nobody had believed, nobody had bat an eyelid like yet. Standard yeah. Ristolainen. Yeah, standard Sabres player sliding on his ass instead of using his legs. <laughs> Fucking just nuts. <laughs> Oh mate, goal goal of the season. No matter what happened after that uh, fucking tumble from wrist lining, it's only yeah. uh, the the icing on top for for Barzell to pull that out. It's gonna take it's gonna take something to beat that as the goal of the season. That's for sure. And very very quick on the Islanders because, like I say, there's nothing to you. You can't really deep dive with the island. Here's the deep dive on the Islanders. They're structured amazingly well, and they get great goaltending. That's it. That's the deep dive on the Islanders. Yeah, as we've said Barry a million Trotz times, is their goal is their coach. Yeah, that's as it. We, as we've said a million times, there is one player on the Islanders who you'd maybe consider taking in your all NHL team at the moment. That's Matt Barzal, and even he, in my opinion, wouldn't be a shoe in. There's plenty of other players who are like, yeah, I probably to that guy, but they 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 do their job brilliantly. And like Varlamov, fucking like they go, <laughs> he's playing so well. So well, and that's what it shows you. Get a good, get a decent goalie. As long as you've got a really good defensive structure, you can make that goalie look even better than he is. If only uh, Sergei Bobrovsky had taken five mil a season instead of 10, 10.5, and uh, maybe oh. he would be able to make a save. Who's to say? God, who's to say? Who's to say? God. Uh, Brent Seabrook has uh, has retired a, uh, due to a back injury. I was, I was double checking because I thought it was going to be something like, you know, I'm allergic to ice or, oh, I've got an allergy to pucks or something like that. But this one actually does sound legit. So it's fair play. I've got a, uh, got an eyelash in my eye, so I'm going to have to call it a career. <laughs> if, I've seen the new schedule. There's no more naps. I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> too many. It's not even about back to back. Too many, too many midday, too many matinee games for me. Yeah, I'm not having this. Kicking off at 11 a.m. Are you fucking mad? What is this? I'm not a farmer. Jesus. <laughs> it's a it, it's a hard one with the Seabrook thing because he is 35 and he's played a long time and yeah, like you say, he's got a back injury. Under any normal circumstance, that's like, yeah, fair play. Like nobody nobody batting an island at Matt Niskanen retiring at the start of this season. But the fact that he's got another three years left to that massive cap hit 
it's all on the black horse of all teams. It's always going to be a like, yeah, all right, Brent. Yeah, whatever you say, mate. Whatever you fucking say. It's true that when anytime any player retires, he's got a massive cap, but you just go, okay, then. Okay, then. All right. All right, then. Whatever. Okay. Oink, oink. I quit, had a quick look at Seabrook's career because I think, strangely, like he's he's part of that, that Blackhawks team, obviously, that won three cups. And you maybe look at a player like that and you wouldn't immediately think, okay, well, I've got to have that guy on my team. And I, it's kind of an interesting little thing, but in the regular season, he was good, yet he would step up in those playoff runs. And he seemed to be, maybe maybe, I mean, maybe he just he lived for that more or enjoyed more pressure or something like that. Didn't hurt he was playing on that team, obviously. His numbers in the playoffs are better. Not massively better, but maybe he's just one of those guys who just seemed to thrive off that more or something. And he was he was still a good two way defenseman in his day. Like yeah, he got yeah. up decent points for 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 any D man. Really, he was he was a good player. Like I'd say I'd say he was probably uh, number five on that list of of the big five with Taves, Kane, Crawford, and Keith. Yeah. But by still by still yeah by by no stretch of the imagination he was a very very good player at the time. He just dropped off a cliff. That's all it was. After sort of you know two thousand and 17, 2016, he just, just fucking dropped off dropped off the cliff. And that's just what happens sometimes, isn't it? Like I've said before, the uh, the drop-off is always quick and it's always big. It, it's never seemingly a gradual decline. And it kind of, I don't know, just one season you're fine and the next season, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to retire. But fair play to him. <laughs> Made his money. Good for him. Yeah, he did. Uh, what, what did he get all time? <sighs> 80 million. That's all right, isn't it? Eighty million all time. Holy shit! And that's without, I assume, you get some sort of some of the money that he's. I don't know if he forfeits all his money or whatever is what it is, but maybe yeah, even some more money to come to him. Sorry, mate. You'd hope not. You'd hope not for oh, his yeah. for his sake. You don't want him going. Uh, you don't want him ending up hard up because of it. <laughs> He'll end up getting some bullshit job or something. Like you know, you know what happens, don't you? It's going to be like. I don't know. Like I always say, it's the Seinfeld joke. He's going to be the assistant to the traveling secretary or something like that. They'll just yeah. They'll just make up a title like director of goaltending or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some sort of crazy made-up job. Yeah, or, or it'll just like, be oh, that NHL classic and be an ambassador. Like, ambassador. Or, yeah. What, even, what is that? No, he's going to be. You know, what he's going to be. He's going to usher in the first ever director of defence. That's what he's going to be. The director of defence. <laughs> the, con- the conductor of defence. <laughs> the conductor of defence. I love it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. One, uh, one last little thing before we get out of here. I've got a quick 50-50 for you. All right. Go on, hit me. All right. John Tavares. Yeah, I don't, well, what's wrong with John Tavares? Is he is he dog this year, dude? Like he's only got some. I think he's got three even strength goals all year. Ooh, we don't like that. Yeah, I, th- I can't, dude, I can't get, say that to older, John Tavares at five point five. Getting older, getting <sighs> dropping like we said, dropping off a cliff. Is he starting to decline? You don't know. Oh, I hope so. Mate, he's still got. <laughs> I don't know. Is he? Is he still? Is he just producing on the power play though? That's the question. Isn't it? Yeah, 
and his age. And let me say, don't forget, and the term as well. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's he's not the player he once was. No, he's not. It's not. Oh, mate. I'm sure it's only three even strength goals. Yeah, that's might be a little bit more, but it's not. Yeah, not many. Uh, Two even strength goals so far. Two. There you go. I see for you know again in the real world, eleven million dollars, but five and a half million dollars for holding now 31, 32? Uh, thirty one, thirty two. Thirty on the on the nose. Thirty on the nose. But there's got... there's how many how many years left? So four more left, after yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I can't. You can't say no to John. If I'm taking uh, John, I was going to say John Taves. If you're taking Jonathan Taves for. Five and a half. You've got to take John Tavares five and a half, surely. Okay, I don't know. Is he? Is he as well? We're currently wearing the captain's uh, the captain's seat. Is he? A, is he a real leader type? You know, does that quiet lead by example work when you're not leading by example? That's the question. That's the question. There you go, you but then, uh, there you go. it's early days. It's early days. It's a funny season. I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly have John Tavares game. on my roster. It's a funny old game. Funny old game. I, th- I feel like we could do some roster construction with this game. Like throw in, if we build up like a pool of of players. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. We probably should have this conversation off the air. But what we'll do, we'll each get forty. It's going to be a lot of players. It's going to be a bit of work. Might be an off season thing. Forty okay. players each. Yeah. Yeah. So you give e- each round. You give the other person an either or. You either take. This player or that player at half their cap or whatever it might be. Okay, we'll we'll yeah. work out the the finer points, the finer points, and then <laughs> you build your roster at the end. So you have to really make the decisions on on like, yeah, all right, John Tavares might be crap now, but do I want half a John Tavares or do I want half a Jeff Skinner? Like, I like that. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Can you still still okay, cracking okay. out ideas? That's very good. Of course, we'll forget this completely by the time the off season rolls around. But for right now, it's a good idea. Fucking great idea. There you go. I'm glad everyone enjoyed the game. Um, I'm glad I won. <laughs> Safe. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do it again next year. Yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll chop this bit in where you win the game and then we'll just add this bit in at the end of the year and we'll do it in the off-season. All righty. There we go. William, you have a young baby to go and look after. I sure do. got a wife to, uh, to relieve of, of the pleasure of looking after that young baby. All right. There we go. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Take care. Will, any last words? Uh, yeah, yeah. again, big up my, my darling wife, Grace. You you did, you smashed it. You're still smashing it. And you'll uh, continue to smash it until there's nothing left to smash. That's right. And of course, we know the problem that Will is in now is because he was smashing things. Alrighty. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.